Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mornings on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah! Yeah! Happy being alive day, everybody. It's a thirsty Thursday, so a good time to take stock of what makes you feel good, do well, and help you keep alive. We'll toast the good stuff throughout the morning here on the show, either on the phone at 855-212-4CBS or on Twitter, DA on CBS. In 20 minutes, stunned to a noose in 40 minutes. Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift. Looks like it's now confirmed that they're dating. Is this a sports story? It's coming up this morning here on the show. The Vikings have one of the worst run offenses in football, and so they needed a boost. The Vikings have an NFL low 69 yards rushing, 69 through two games. Vikings are also 0-2. Remember, they traded Dalvin Cook in the offseason, replaced him with his backup, Alexander Madison. But Madison hasn't been the answer, and the Vikings haven't run that much as well, attempting only 23 carries. Most of the Vikings' offense, almost all of it, comes through the passing game. The Rams had an unhappy Cam Akers. Cam didn't like his role, didn't like McVay, seemed to be at odds with his playing time. And finally, they trade him out, and so no longer see a headache for McVay and the Rams. But we all know the storylines, the narratives around the running back this offseason. There is a culture clash happening. There is a supply and demand thing happening where there's just not a lot of demand and there's a lot of supply. And all these running backs, these Pro Bowl caliber veteran running backs who are watching their rookie contract expire and they want a big money extension, there's too many of those guys and there's not enough GMs that want any of those guys. And so Eckler and Jacobs and Saquon, nobody gets paid. Dalvin Cook, nobody gets paid. And... When I tell you what it took to acquire Cam Akers, you're going to laugh. Cam Akers is actually coming off his best season of his career, and he's still in his 20s. This is only his fifth season in the NFL. So what would you say to a running back who's currently healthy, now he did come off the Achilles tear a couple of seasons ago, but that's in his past. Last year he... Had his best career, his best season of his career. He's, I think, 27 years old, 26 years old. What does it take to acquire a running back 
coming off his best season, and he's 26 years old. A first-rounder? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> a second-rounder? <laughs> a third-rounder? <laughs> well, I mean, Cam Akers has got to go for a four, right? I mean, look, if you don't have to give up a four, you definitely have to give up a fifth rounder. Okay, okay. It didn't take a first. It didn't take a second. It didn't take a third, a fourth, or a fifth. But, I mean, you got to give up a sixth rounder, right? The deal, pending a physical, swaps draft picks in 2026 with the Rams getting a conditional sixth rounder and the Vikings getting a conditional seventh rounder. So if you want to just basically assign some type of value, Cam Akers was worth a six and a half round draft pick in 2026. All they're doing is three years from now, three drafts from now, they're just swapping a pick and the Rams pick up a six while giving away a seventh. It couldn't have been less of value. There is almost no way. They didn't even have to give up a true pick. The Vikings didn't have to give up a true pick. They got a pick in return and just swapped. It's a pick swap. They give up a six and they get a seventh. That's what it takes to acquire a running back who might be the starting running back at 26 years old. This is interesting. Actually, I take that back. Cam Akers is 24. Cam is... To acquire a 24-year-old running back coming off a career year, and you are in desperate mode as the Vikings have the worst run attack in football, it takes swapping picks in 2026 and then working out, okay, uh, fine, you get a sixth, I get a seventh. All right, fine. It's nothing. It's a nickel. It's honestly when you go to the grocery store and your tab is $59 in... 82 cents, and they say you want to round up to 60 bucks, and you're like, fine. For the pantry, the local food pantry, fine. That's what they did for Cam Akers yesterday. All right, fine. We'll just round up. You get a sixth, I get a seventh. We're done here. It's nothing. It's absolutely nothing. That's the value of a running back right now. Now, is Cam Akers Nick Chubb? No. Is he B. John Robinson? No. But he's pretty effective now could he be a you know a bit of a head case he wants out we have to worry about a headache uh, maybe rams weren't you know in a position to have much leverage cuz cam wanted out maybe but the fact of the matter is this is the price the going price right now of a 24 year old running back coming off a a season where he played in 15 games it speaks to the problem of running backs and i just i wish that more people that bang the drum for the poor old running back would just look at this. 
if you can just suck the emotion out of it, yeah, a lot of people are romantic about the running back because once upon a time we all knew it was Walter Payton or it was Barry Sanders or Emmett Smith or Earl Campbell or Eric Dickerson who were the stars of your team. And you bought their jerseys and how they went, your team went. And the NFL is long with a history of Hall of Fame running backs that are the most significant part of your team. But today, look at the value. That's the value right there. So when Saquon Barkley wants more money, or Josh Jacobs wants more money, or Austin Eckler wants more money, or Dalvin Cook wants more money, or any of these guys want more money, you say, yeah, but, okay, Cam Akers isn't you guys, but a starting running back in the NFL, the value on the at the trade deadline, or well before it, is swapping 6th and 7th rounders in 2026? What do you expect to make? What do you expect your value to be? And it's funny because this also this knife cuts the other way. That's the running back portion of the, the equation. Now, the Vikings thought Dalva Cook was not worth the money. We'll just let him go. You get out of here. We'll be fine. And now they're not fine. So, that, so the Vikings maybe undervalued what Dalvin Cook could have been. Now, who knows what the Vikings are this year? I don't think they're going to be very good. That's a team that smells to me to be a six or seven win team anyway. But for them, they can go, yeah, we're not going to pay Dalvin Cook, so we can just acquire a veteran running back for a sixth round pick swap. <laughs> you know, It's like, well, what would you do? Now, nobody's saying Cam Akers is the equivalent to Dalvin Cook, but Dalvin Cook's not even the number one running back on the Jets. So I think some teams say, we can get by with nothing, and then they realize, eh, maybe that's not right. But then the running backs have to realize, yeah, we're a dime a dozen. On Twitter, DA on CBS. Jason tweets, there's only one team we watch in the Boyle household, right? Hashtag 425 for five hours. Dog. Dog. That's right. Saturday night. I, I got to get my plans in order for Saturday night, DA. You watching it with Bobby Boyle? Papa? Mm, probably not. Probably not. Because Sunday morning I got my nephew's flag football game. And we got a little Rutgers volleyball broadcast. Then I'll be locked in for Red Zone. So Saturday I'll be in, in the HOB. Hoboken right across the Hudson River from New York City. I got to get sauced, right? Yeah, I think so. I got to get sauce down to my toes. Yeah. Sauce Gardner. You got to get sauce Gardner for this game as a big Irish fan such as yourself. But do I See, I'm I as I've gotten older and I've I've not even hit my 30s yet, but like even then I don't like watching at a bar without sound. Not a big game, you can't do it. I need to be able to hear the broadcast. Yeah, yeah. I need to be able to hear the sounds of the game. Yep. And I can't have annoying-ass random people that I'm not accounting for. Maybe they're good fans. Maybe they're watching the game. They're locked in. But maybe you could have somebody that's, you know, a total J.O. next to me. <laughs> yeah, t- totally. No, what you have to do is if you have a Saturday afternoon, you have to prepare yourself by getting Sauce Gardner up until 730. Then you hop up to your apartment and you put it on in your living room, watch the game. And if it's starting to get out of hand and it's getting out of hand in a good way, then you can go back downstairs, hit one of the bars near you, and enjoy the revelry. But 
you can't be at a sports bar for a game like this. No way. Okay. Not unless it's a Notre Dame bar and they've got the sound on and everybody's rooting for the same team. And when there's big plays, everyone's locked in. But you can't be distracted by, as you said, JOs. Yeah, you're right. There's uh, Well, there is a couple of Irish pubs. I don't know. Maybe I got to scope it out. They'll have that game on. We'll do a little Rutgers volleyball prep Saturday morning, early afternoon. We'll get Sauce Gardner. I'll check out Finnegan's Pub, which is right by me. And I'll check out, what's the other place? Off the top of my head. You'd know, not me. Yeah, you wouldn't know. Now, that's a big Sunday morning getting ready for the NFL, Rutgers Volleyball. Yeah. Where else would you rather be? Who are they playing? Purdue. Purdue Rutgers Volleyball. That leads right into 1 o'clock NFL kickoff? Unfortunately, the match is at 1 o'clock. Oh, no. And how long do they take? Assuming Purdue, who's ranked inside the top 25, They've been to the Sweet 16, I think, four years in a row. Assuming they take care of business, they'll probably beat Rutgers in straight sets. It'll most likely be an hour and 35 minutes. So 2.35. All right, so about half time of the early games. Yeah, and then I'll go, I'll go to my parents' house, which is like 20 minutes from there. So I, I should be home by 3, but I'll get home from the witching hour. Yeah, you got to be home for the witching hour. Where wins become losses. <laughs> and losses become wins. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's in Pittsburgh this morning here on the show. Good morning, Matt. How you doing? Maddie. Now, Matt in Pittsburgh wanted to talk about Matt Canada. Yeah. And he told me I sound handsome on the phone. You know, I was hoping to translate that comment over to the air, but good old Maddie in Pittsburgh has fallen asleep at the wheel. Hopefully not literally. Matt. How do you call into a national sports talk radio show and then just not be there? And also, it's not like he dropped. His phone line is there. We're connected to it. You can hear a little fuzz in the background. But Matt, he gone. And that's an interesting topic. I enjoy that one. The Kenny Pickett, Matt Canada, Pittsburgh offense thing, because they're in shambles. They can't move the football. Nope. They're chanting, fire Matt Canada during wins. Leland tweets... America hates Notre Dame and their obnoxious fans. I take what Brady Quinn says with a grain of salt. He's like every other Golden Domer. Notre Dame is great while Loseronius, Greek god of losing, serves them their ass in any meaningful game. Loseronius. I've never heard of him. Well, he's coming for you guys. Oh, also, your name is Leland. So who is you, really? Last big game Notre Dame was in in the regular season, 2020 against Clemson, and they ran it right down to Troats. All right, that was supposed to be, oh, DJ Uyungle, he's going to throw for 400 yards. Notre Dame ate him for lunch like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> Is anybody eat a sack of potatoes for lunch? Maybe. Maybe in Ireland. Yesterday you were not on the show. EJ was producing yesterday. Did you know that there are Burger Kings around the country that serve full burger menus as soon as they open in the morning for breakfast? Part of their menus say burgers for breakfast. I did catch this. I never have stumbled upon one of those BKs, but that is such an aggressive move. We had listeners crushing hot Whoppers for breakfast. And like, do they come with eggs and bacon or it's just straight up Whopper that you can get at seven o'clock at night? You yes. can get at seven o'clock in the morning. Yes, it is not a breakfast Whopper. It is a Whopper that you're eating for breakfast. I mean, have it your way, but come on. Now, BK for me, I don't know about you, great marketing slogan. They have 
like they're like the little uh, monkey smashing the tambourines in my head, that uh-huh. commercial, the actual product I'm not a fan of. <laughs> so I don't think I'm going there for a Whopper at 7 a.m. <laughs> no offense. That is probably on the <laughs> bottom of the list of my preferred fast food breakfast choices, let alone in general. BK, have, have it your way. way. You rule. You rule. I, and I hate how now they, they know that they have penetrated the fourth wall oh, yeah. inside everybody's head. The, the one new commercial says, you know this part, come on, let's sing. Like, no, screw you. <laughs> I don't want to sing these songs you've pounded in my brain uh, you know, against my will. But well, we talked about this last fall when they started this marketing campaign during last football season. That jingle is so catchy. That jingle is a throwback jingle to the 70s that they just kind of like revamped. And now it is so catchy one of the commercials just says whopper 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 you're like your eyes start just getting all melting glazed out over. of your head yeah and you're just sitting there and you're like you're forced to sing it's like the music i listen to with aj whopper 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 Daddy's always happy. Let's listen to the Wiggles again. <laughs> You're going to turn into Jack Nicholson in The Shining. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Also, the what was I going to say? I also love seeing the memes on Twitter of it's like, I just lost my seven-leg parlay on a New England Patriots backwards lateral to the Raiders. And here's the first commercial that plays. <laughs> whopper, 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 whopper. <laughs> John and PA, I am toasting the Vikings rushing attack. 69 total yards. Nice. Hashtag toast them. Booskies. Chris tweets, good morning, DA. I'm toasting you. Oh, It only took you four months to throw little AJ under the bus for your mistake on Monday. One of the perks of being a parent, always blame the kids. Hashtag toast them. Booskies. Such a good call. It's such a good call. You can basically slough off any responsibilities by saying, yeah, my kid's a nightmare. Oh, okay. All right. It's understandable then. And again, who cares? That game was like the least important game of that entire slate, and it didn't end till 8 o'clock. Well, yeah, the mistake was I said that the commanders jumped out to a 21-3 lead. The Broncos came back and nearly won. The flip side happened. The Broncos jumped out to the 21-3 lead. The commanders came back to take a double-digit lead, and then the Broncos hit the field goal, and then the Hail Mary that put him within two points for the tie. But So I had the 21-3 lead swapped, and the D-Aliens let me let me know. And I said, as the commanders are coming back, I've got like red zone on one TV, I've got the other TV and my phone going, and then he's crying because he's either hungry or tired is one of the two, and I've got to like, Rock him around the house. I'm like, one eye's on the game. What's Hanson saying? Over, what's the score now? How's Howell look over there? The other 4 o'clock games are going on. Okay, the Jets are trailing by a million points. Okay, what's the other 4 o'clock games? I'm like, peer it in over there. <laughs> Finally, at 6.30, I'm just like, honey, it's bedtime for AJ. So then she takes, now I can sit down and actually watch what's going on. And so the whole 21-3, who led, who came back, I'm just like, what? What's going on? I'm just, I got milk burped up all over my shirt. We got burp cloths. Oh, I did burp cloth. Oh, man, more on my sweat, more on my hoodie, more on the ground. At some point, 
the things that have been burped on, you just don't even clean up anymore because there's so much milk on them. You're just like, well, what's more milk? <laughs> you don't even, it's just like, just, now just take it off and throw it in the, the hamper. That's it. I'm not even going to dab it off or whatever. It's just wet and stinky. Do you have a milk suit at this point? No, I just plan on everything being burped on. Everything. Okay. So I just don't wear any of the good stuff. I saw our buddy John Rothstein, college basketball insider. I think he just had a kid three weeks ago. We sleep in May? Yes. He tweeted the other day, I'm 17 days into parenthood, and I feel like I'm down 10 at the under 12-minute timeout in a bye game at home against Colgate. <laughs> that's good. That's that's a very good That's. That's very good, Damon. That's a good, that's, that's very good, Damon. When we come back here on the show, we are stunned to a news DA, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm handing the waiter, the waitress, a 32-ounce Yeti, and they're bringing it back full with whatever I asked for. Oh, because it's all-inclusive. They just fill up whatever you give them. Exactly. Wowie. DA on CBS Sports Radio. Ah, yes. 26 minutes past the hour. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. It is a thirsty Thursday. So let's toast to the good stuff. What is it that you got good going on? Let me know via Twitter, DA on CBS, or let us know on the phone at 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. I let off the show talking about this. We'll talk about it more coming up next hour on the program with Mike Jones, national NFL writer for The Athletic. But the Justin Fields thing yesterday that kind of became huge news where he was asked, well, why do you feel like you're playing so robotic? And he said, well, coaching. 
is a deal. It's certainly a deal because rarely, if ever, do we have quarterbacks that point the finger at the coaches for why they play poorly. I do think the people that went crazy about this, that said, you never blame coaches, you never do that. I think we're a little off target because if you did listen to the entirety, it's important, the entirety of that opening press conference that he had yesterday, he does maybe not to that moment take responsibility, but he does take responsibility later on with his answering and says, you know, no matter what happens, it's on me. That's a me problem. I've got to make sure that I work through these things. So I, I think it's sensationalistic to just isolate the coaching quote. I think his problem was in the press conference, if you took it as its entirety, in its entirety, he doesn't just blame the coaches, but there is clearly a divide between what he's being fed and how he can respond to it or use it. It's when he realizes it's a firestorm, then comes out of the locker room to address it and then blames the media for taking his quote out of context. Yeah, a little bit. Because later on, in a different answer, he does say, you know, that's a me problem. I got to do better. But it's really not, it's really not the intention of, I think, taking the coaching part out of that and creating a divide. It's something that sends alarm bells off because we never hear a quarterback blame the coach. And something is clearly wrong in Chicago. Now, I, I tend to believe it's both. I tend to believe that Justin Fields in Andy Reid's offense still isn't great. And I believe that what's happening with the Chicago Bears coaching staff, you give them Patrick Mahomes. It's still not great. I think there's a problem on both sides and, you know, when you're in Chicago and you're in pressurized situations and you have to produce or else everybody's worried about their job status, and this happens with the Bears time and time again because nobody seems to be able to get it right for very long, you're trying to install the thing that you think he needs to do. He's trying to get it right because he realizes there's pressure on him. He's the savior. He's the first-round pick. They haven't had franchise QBs and Jim McMahon, yada, yada, yada. All of these things get baked into the pressure of it, and I think Justin Fields is not handling that very well, and I think the coaching staff isn't very good. But when Fields comes out of the locker room, is like, oh, how dare you take this out of context? You're just trying to drive a wedge between us. This is what you people do. Look, if you were, if you were really past the maturity standpoint of this is what I have to say, this is how I have to say it, even if the problem is coaching, I'm not going to admit it, then you have to also take the same tact of even if the problem is the messaging or the media, I'm not going to say it, I just own it, we quiet it, we move on. Standing by with headlines, here's Andrew Bogish. DA... You might remember, almost immediately after Aaron Rodgers' Achilles burst on that Monday night, former Packer teammate David Bakhtiari blamed the MetLife turf. Bakhtiari played week one on grass in Chicago, but then sat out week two on the Atlanta turf, leading some to think he was avoiding the oh. artificial stuff. If I wasn't going to play on turf, I'd probably make more of a ruckus. Um, my brother loves drama, and he told me he was going to do it. I'm like, go right ahead. I'm like, 
I don't care what you do. It's your social media. And uh, no, that was not the reason at all. So his brother, Eric, on Sunday when the Packers announced their inactives, quote tweeted the announcement with a meme of the bleep around and find out joke that goes around all the places. Yeah, and that's that's gotten old now. Right. But some people thought that meant like, okay, turf is still an issue. David's pissed. Lee doesn't care. So he's now not playing on the turf. Apparently, that's not the issue at all. He's got a bad knee. He missed more than one season. With the knee troubles, it acts up. He didn't play last week. The team defends him. So this is basically all for not, you know, all about nothing. Although it could be a little bit of both where Bakhtiari, if his knee was 100%, he would play on turf no matter what. But if it's a little bit shaky, the turf itself, he's not going to risk it on. Yeah, yeah, but I guess that's like more of a, an innocuous knock on the turf, not a blanket boycott of it being dangerous. Yes. It's like I'm compromised, so I need to be a little bit careful. Here. Yeah, and he said he was going to make a ruckus. Could you describe this ruckus? <laughs> he said he'd, he'd make a ruckus if he really was boycotting turf. So I don't know if he's like dig some up. It's funny or, to like, have, stomp around. It's funny to have your brother create <laughs> a problem for you. Yes. When who is Eric Bakhtiari? Couldn't, Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Like, does he sell insurance in Muskegon? In <laughs> Sheboygan? Eric, and who's following Eric Bakhtiari? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of misfit siblings. Uh, and I guess even wives and husbands sometimes in sports who are making unnecessary trouble. Look, the Chiefs had to silence Jackson Mahomes. Is it time for the Packers to silence Eric Bakhtiari? Or maybe he and Kelly Stafford should have a podcast together <laughs> right, yeah, right. and just uh, you know bring all of their their controversies together in That's one right. place. Yeah. It's like the movie Fred Claus with Vince Vaughn, where you have they goes into the AA and or the, you know whatever anonymous meeting with all the brothers who feel like they. Can't get out of their brother's shadow. Right. Got the Bush brother, the Baldwin brother. Right. He's like, that's not Alec. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to tell Eric, that's not David. I actually once saw one of the Baldwin brothers at Dinosaur Barbecue in Syracuse. They're from up there in, in the Syracuse, central New York area. I thought they were from Long Island. I Either they were born there and moved up to central New York or grew up in central New York and moved to Long Island. But no, they're originally from up there and... I was like, that's a Baldwin, and it's not Alec. And we couldn't figure out which one, whether it was Billy or one of the other guys. There's like a a, sta, a, a Steve. Steven, yeah. <laughs> At least Billy Steve. was in Backdraft, which is an all-time movie. But if it's not Alec, you want Billy. After Billy, I got <laughs> yeah, nothing. Right. Then there's like three others. Yeah. There's I think it was one, one of the others. There's one that's really... Rough. Well, and like <laughs> on the periphery of acting. But they all have had... A role in a C-list straight-to-DVD movie. Yes. And it was Stephen Baldwin in Biodome? <laughs> yeah, I think he, he was. He was, right? He was in a Paulie Shore movie. Yeah. Yeah, there's a Stephen. We obviously have Alec. And there's a Daniel. I might have seen Daniel. Daniel's the one that I think kind of lives in relative obscurity. Like, doesn't... There's no drama. He's been in random things because his last name is Baldwin. But, like, that's <laughs> that's it. And, then we, and we've got Billy. So we got four of them. And Back we got Billy Jock. Backdraft is such a good movie. <laughs> the Baldwin brothers. It's great, too, because they all look, like, just a little bit off from Alec. Right. So they're all just one. It's like multiplicity. They're all just one copy of a 
of a VHS tape off of Alec. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like the evolution chart to get to Alec. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like Steven's the one that doesn't, he doesn't walk fully upright yet. Then you get him. He's the Neanderthal. Well, but you know what? Daniel Baldwin's been in a lot of freaking TV shows and movies. Wow, I didn't realize this. I mean, I haven't heard of any of them. But. Right. Oh, and Steven was in Usual Suspects. So we need to be oh, nice about that. Oh, good too. one. Good one. They no, all, they I all, saw the fourth, whatever. He wasn't in anything. They all have like the De Niro face. They do. Kind of just like this. <laughs> Yeah, they do. You talking to me? It's a lot of you talking oh, to me. And, so, and Steven's daughter is Haley, the one that's now married to Justin Bieber. So he's Justin Bieber's father-in-law. There's an Alec. There's a William. Right. That's Billy. That's, that's Billy. Billy. Steven and Daniel. Yeah. Billy's the one from Backdraft with the slick back <laughs> hair and the light eyes. Okay. Yeah, he's the least Baldwin-looking of the bunch. <laughs> He's got the De Niro in him more than any of them. Yeah, he's a handsome guy. The other three are kind of knuckleheads. Where were we? Oh, Saquon Barkley's ankle. <laughs> he will not play the night against the Niners. The Giants will also be down linebacker Aziz Ojolari and old lineman Andrew Thomas and Ben Bredesen. Uh, and just to recap some of the Bears' crazy Wednesday, defensive coordinator Allen Williams abruptly resigned, citing family and health reasons, but there are reports of FBI raids at Williams' house and or Hallis Hall, the team and Williams' lawyer denying all of that. The Baldwin's, now, their mom lives in Camillus, and other family members live right by, which is just outside of Syracuse. Uh, yesterday, we talked about Ronald Acuna Jr. on the verge of the first 40-60 season ever. He did not hit homer number 40 in an afternoon loss to the Phillies, but Arizona rookie Corbin Carroll did make similar, lesser history against the Giants. Corbin Carroll, a perfect 3-for-3 three three today. He has swiped two bases to get him 50 on the year. And he leads off here against Ryan Walker and hits the first pitch to deep right field. Back of the warning track, back of the wall. Have a day, Corbin Carroll. Have a day. His 25th of the season. And it's 4-1 Arizona. Wow. Is this kid something? That's Greg Schulte on Diamondbacks Radio. So Carroll's got 25 homers and 50 steals in his rookie season. He is the second player 22 year younger ever to have 25 and 50 in the same season. And you have Zach Gallon stalker hanging around as well. So mm-hmm. a big season for the Diamondbacks. And if you're going to stalk a Diamondback, it's probably Carroll, not Zach Gallon. Even Correct. though Gallon's a Cy Young candidate, Carroll's got the higher ceiling. So if you're going to stalk somebody, stalk the young stud right fielder. Yeah, last week we had eyewitness at City Field that there was a woman in the team shop that was getting her 15th passport stamped from a ballpark, all of which to follow Zach Gallen. Thank God for Ryan Botcher. Yeah, Gallen, Zach Gallen's not as big as Corbin Carroll yet. He's more like Zach Court. Who are these people? Yeah. <laughs> what? Who's that? What alpha does he do? Zach Court? Yeah, get it? Is that a Zach Gallen? Oh, you're fired. <laughs> I haven't gotten hired yet, so uh, you whatever your current status is, you're out. Morty D'Souza just took the tube and smashed it over <laughs> your head. <laughs> he didn't even play right. it. He thought he had freedom. He thought he was done with this. His, he thought his mornings were easy, and you break that out? Terrible. <sighs>
The Diamondbacks beat the Giants yesterday 7-1. By the way, that's five straight wins for them. The Cubs lost to the Pirates 13-7. The Brewers an 8-2 win in St. Louis. And Milwaukee now has a seven-game lead on those Cubs in the NL Central. In the AL yesterday, the Blue Jays a 6-1 win at Yankee Stadium. Their win streak is 5 the Rays lose it over to the Angels 8-3 after the Orioles lost in Houston in the afternoon. So Tampa stays two and a half games back of those O's. Leo Messi did not finish into Miami's 4-0 win over Toronto FC last night. Muscle fatigue. He was taken off the field in the 37th minute. And w- there he is. WNBA playoffs last <laughs> night. You know what? He was probably he just, stuck on the elevator coming up here now. He just woke up after passing out at how bad Zach Court was. <laughs> <laughs> he took a full Mad Dog gummy. <laughs> he couldn't find his tuba. Those elevators are horrible, by the way. Terrible. That we've got going on. They're so bad that our company is thinking about opening up walls and creating <laughs> new places for elevators to stop. Maybe to that's the construction. Here. Opening up a shaft. No. Maybe that's the construction. It's not. Oh. It's not. WNBA playoffs last night. The Sun, a 90-75 win at the Lynx. Their third and decisive game. So the Sun in the semifinals for the fifth consecutive year. A best of five with the Liberty begins in New York on Sunday. And let's get stunned. Woohoo! It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. This is the latest Chris Plumoff submission via Twitter DM. Okay. XDM. Uh, Kirsten Drysdale is a TV journalist in Australia, and she was doing a story, researching a story, on baby names, in particular, crazy baby names, and exactly what the rules were in Australia for baby names. What there's a, a, I don't know, a group, a council that actually okay's your name. It prevents you from naming your kid something offensive, really? or whatever. Yes. So, in her research, she was trying to figure out what happens if you submit a name that gets denied. They issue a name instead. The government then names your kid. But no one would tell her. It's a one-strike policy. Apparently. What she could not find out is how that works. What's the name? Where do they come up with it? Whatever. So, I guess being a good journalist, this woman was pregnant during this. So, she decided to test the system with her baby. Wow. Her and her husband on the birth certificate. Aussie Woodward and Bernstein. Submitted methamphetamines rule as her kid's name should be negated and it wasn't oh no three weeks later their home new baby birth certificate comes in the mail and it says the kid's name is methamphetamines oh. rules drysdale oh, no. no no yes no so now she's back on the story on the beat and this agency admits that obviously meth rules should not have been allowed this was a mistake and she now has a regular name for her son. But for a little bit of a minute, Australian officials let a baby be named Meth Rules. Wow. Yeah. And I wonder how difficult it is to then change a baby name that's been issued via birth certificate. That's yeah. a whole process, paperwork-wise, isn't it? My, I would I would think so. My guess is this was expedited True. since it was now a TV news story in right. Australia. Right, they right, fixed right. this for her pretty quickly. But for a little bit, her son's official name was Methamphetamines Rule. 
This is such a wild story. That doesn't happen here in the States, right? I don't think there's a, a check system here. We have had the license plate story in like Maine or Vermont where people were, were had vulgar license plates. Yeah. And then they made new rules. And the one guy thought of a really clever one with tofu. But there's not, right, there's not some type of catch-all safeguard in case you want to name your kid here something offensive. No, there is for horse racing, too. That I know. Really? There is, there is you have to submit your name, and they're supposed to catch, like, innuendo, oh. anything that could be offensive or stolen, you know, stuff like that, copyright. On the one hand, my inclination towards civil liberties makes me not like this council. On the other hand, it does seem like we could use this if you have drug-addled parents, total whack jobs that are naming their kids ridiculous things. Then you have the first red flag, like, we got to watch this parent yeah. because there's a lot of crappy parents out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm yeah. in on checks and balances because you are you could really be setting a kid up for problems by giving them a bad name in some form or fashion. Now, I don't know exactly where the line should be drawn on That's what's a very acceptable. Tough line, yeah. But there probably should be somebody who goes, you probably don't want to do this to the kid you're supposed to be loving right now. Yeah, like, if, and if there's drug-addled parents that just think it's funny to name their kid, like, the Cheetos F- Big Gulp. Or yeah. the F word. Cheetos <laughs> Big Gulp. <laughs> there does there really should be somebody to say, no, you can't do that. What yes. about lighthearted ones? Like, you know there's got to be a bend over out there somewhere. There, there is a Benjamin Dover that exists. Well, I, I can almost guarantee oh, you there's sure. a Ben Dover. Sure, but I don't think the parents did that on purpose. I've told Really? Us, no, I don't think you purposely. But even even being strangely innocent and ignorant, that that council should catch that too. I've The last time this came up, I told you the story. I went to high school with a kid whose name was Richard Bidolf. So you change Richard to the sometime to... That's a tough one. Right. What Somebody, was the last name? Bidolph. B-I-D-D-U-L-P-H. So you got to... So you know what we all called him, and somebody <laughs> should have caught that and be like, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Bidolph, you probably don't want to name your son Richard. <laughs> Just thinking out loud here. Well, giving you a heads up. Maybe you missed this he one. He could have been a Rich, a Richard, a Ricky, a Richie. They you can call him whatever he wants, you but didn't you know have, high school is going to call him you Dick did, Bidolph. You, t- well, <laughs> you didn't have to do that. You didn't, I just gave Pete a heart you attack. You didn't have to do that. You didn't have to call Richard that name. Yes, we Mr. did. Mr. Richie Bidoff, who I'm sure was a very nice young man. He's a great dude. I actually saw him somewhere recently. <laughs> great dude. He's so far so good. He's gotten to, you know, 44 years old, but I'm sure he had a lot of unnecessary stress because <laughs> of his name, and you get some kind of agency in charge of these things, and maybe... That he never has to go through that. He's just Mark Biddulph, and he's all fine. I mean, poor little Ricky Biddle. <laughs> <laughs> just getting crushed his whole life. Crushed. And we went to a nerdy high school, so it was <laughs> yeah, only private, so much. Right? Yeah, it was only so Imagine much we a could public do. Public high school. Yeah, we were probably a safe haven for him. The mean streets of wherever he grew up. Imagine if little Richie Biddulph went to school in the hood, or he went to school in Memphis Central School District, and Shep was his teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Richie would have never survived. A school system that made <laughs> Shep come back to yeah. homelessness and this job. Whimpering. <laughs> You'll never believe what it was like down there. Now, Richie, why do you think your parents named you that? You think they were setting you up for a life of failure? <laughs> 
Somebody might ask, why does this man have a girlfriend? <laughs> when we come back on the show, is Travis Kelsey dating Taylor Swift a sports story? Plus, we've got, sounds like we've got a lot of toast and maybe even a trash. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Never be that guy of, oh, you know, I could have made it pro. Unless you made it pro, you didn't make it pro. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. Unless you made it, bro, you ain't make it, bro. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey's brother, has now confirmed that Travis Kelsey is dating Taylor Swift. And I I saw this on a couple of mainstream sports media outlets that usually just do news. And I thought, boy, this is so interesting that Travis Kelsey, who he's dating, is not just topic of gossip websites or Twitter or kind of a, a middle ground that like we exist in, which is sports, information, entertainment, fun, things like this. It was like actually on news sites. And I thought, boy, is this a news story or a sports story? And I thought, really, if you went to a gossip site like the New York Post's sports, sports section, they oftentimes do, you know, who athletes are dating because they know it's clicks. But I think with normal traditional news outlets that don't usually cover athletes and their girlfriends or wives or boyfriends and husbands, it strikes me that Taylor Swift is now existing in a different type of realm of celebrity where it's not a traditional, oh, Travis Kelsey is dating a famous person. It's, this is a football player dating one of the most famous people on the planet. And really, it's more that Taylor Swift drives so much insane traffic, attention, discussion, and she's such a cultural phenomenon right now that her, her tour has been just front and center of everybody's consciousness. Whether you went to it or not, you knew people that did. You knew people that spent hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. You saw videos on social media. I mean, Bill Belichick asked about Taylor Swift and her performance of three and a half hours, saying, like, she's tough. I mean, you you now have her crossing over into every single part of American culture, and thus who she dates becomes... A discussion topic, whether it's really sports or not. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t